This is The Guardian. Today, why are so many people being bitten by dogs in Britain? We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Jack Liss was just 10 years old when he was mauled to death by a dog. Jack Liss was attacked by an XL bully in 2021 while visiting his friend's house in Cabfilly in South Wales. Last week, his mum, Emma Whitfield, made an emotional plea to MPs in Parliament. For the last year, she has been campaigning for justice to try and ensure that no one suffers like her son did. This has been the consequence of people wanting a status symbol. This animal was not a family pet. It was not a cute, cuddly member of the family. It was made to be this way, and there was absolutely no intent on anyone calming it from the moment it was born. The dog that killed Emma's son was an American bully XL, a breed that has been responsible for more than half the deaths caused by dogs in England and Wales since 2021. XL bullies are a relatively new breed, known for being muscular and strong. Crucially, they're not a banned breed, and in the last few years... Dog fatalities are rare, but the number more than tripled last year. And so far in 2023, seven people have been killed by dogs. Now, a woman has died and another has been injured in a dog attack in Surrey, with seven dogs being rounded up by police. So let's... Meanwhile, the number of people attacked and injured by them has risen by 34% in the last five years. Emma Whitfield is urging MPs to take action. But what can they do? I want to see a change from all levels, right from the very start, so breeding, selling, ownership as well, kind of more responsibility there. From The Guardian, I'm Noshin Iqbal. Today in Focus, bad owners or dangerous breeds? What's behind the rise in dog attacks? Annie Foreman, you live in Devon with your newborn baby and you were attacked by a dog not that long ago. Before we get to that, can you tell me, are you a dog owner, a dog lover? Yes, both. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, um, I have, um, I've got two dogs. Um, I've got a cockapoo um, that looks like a spaniel and I've got a, a real spaniel. So can you tell me about the day that you were attacked? Can you tell me what exactly happened? So um, I left work and then I went home and I needed to drop um, my dog at my mum and dad's house. So I walked my dog over there and as I was coming out of my mum and dad's close, um, I just heard this dog barking. So 
I didn't really see it to begin with um, and I was a bit wary but I wasn't really that faced and then anyway as I came around the corner properly um, I just saw this this Rottweiler and this woman holding it. Did she have it on a leash or she how did she? Yeah it was on a lead yeah yeah so I sort of tucked right into the railings as I as I walked past because it was obviously very <laughs> very upset dog but before I knew it it had just leapt up and and grabbed my arm. To begin with, I didn't realise it had actually bitten me because I was wearing like one of those like loose shirts. So I had that on and all I could feel was my shirt tugging at my like around my wrist. So I was just thinking, oh, maybe he's just got hold of my shirt. So if I take my shirt off, then, you know, he'll he'll let go and it, and it will be fine. So I did that. And, and to be honest, it's a good job I did because when I took my shirt off, it landed on his face. Um, and that was how he like let go of my arm. And then I don't really know what happened. It was all a bit of a blur. Um, but I know that he he sort of pushed me over and I was covered in like bruises all over my legs. There was two just two strangers that went past um, and picked me up and took me to the hospital. And I was told by them that apparently once I was on the ground, the owner of the dog had had then started hitting her dog. Um, and like kicking it and pinning it down to try and get it off me. What was the damage? What was the injury? It was pretty horrific. Um, he had taken off quite a few layers, um, quite a few layers of skin. And it was literally, it was just massive. It was just a massive open, open cut. I don't know. I can't remember how big it was. I think it was. So a chunk of your arm? Basically, yeah. It was a, it was a chunk of my arm, yeah. Um, and he went down so far, it took all the nerve endings off. Um, so that was why I didn't feel that he had actually bitten me. So in the aftermath of what happened, did you blame the dog, the owner, or both? The owner. The owner, 100 million percent. I I really, really, really love dogs. And I've had a, I had a bit of a hard time for a few years. And dogs were just, have always been my life. Like, they've always been my favorite thing even when I was in surgery and they were patching my arm back together <laughs> they were all staring at me in like disbelief because I was sat there the entire like procedure telling them how much I love dogs yeah. <laughs> and they were like they were like Annie you're aware that you know you're here because because of a dog I was like yeah but it wasn't the dog it was the owner <laughs> what impact has the attack had on your life I can't feel anything I've got no feeling in um the tips of two of my fingers um, and where my scar is, um, it's, it's still quite numb. The bruising really hurt. Um, so everything around it hurt, but the actual bit itself didn't hurt. But um, And now I get dreadful trouble with it now in the winter. Like it goes like numb and stiff and it really aches. And plus I'm right-handed, so <laughs> it's a pain. So I can't do... I can't do as much with my right hand as what I used to be able to. Um, like it's silly things like staring mash and stuff like that I can't do it for as long because it really really ate what were the consequences for the dog owner and the dog um so the dog was put down I initially didn't really want that to happen um but somebody in the hospital said to me that because of the severity of the attack it had been given to the police and it was in their hands from everything you've said, you obviously, you do love dogs, but I wonder if the experience has made you any warier or changed your view of dogs or pets in general. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think it definitely made me more frightened, which is awful because I've never, ever been frightened of dogs. And 
a few months after it happened, I remember taking my dog to Night's Haze and it, I just heard this dog barking and I couldn't see my dog. And I had all these things going through my head and I just felt like screaming because I was like, oh my gosh, something's like mauling my dog. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I'm definitely more frightened of them than, than what I would have been. Carrie Westgarth, you're a professor in human-animal interactions at the University of Liverpool. We're speaking today partly because there has been a significant rise in dog bites and attacks, a 34% increase in the last five years. And in 2022, 10 people actually died after being attacked by dogs, which is, you know, triple what that figure usually is. What's behind this? We're not entirely sure why dog bites are on the rise. We found that over a 20-year period, um, one of our studies looking up to 2018, there was a tripling of hostel admissions for dog bites uh, incidents in adults, but not in children. So the rate in children remained roughly the same. It's still quite high because they're often small and vulnerable and right at the level of dogs. And part of it could be that we own more dogs than we used to. So if there's simply more dogs in the population, there's simply more exposure. Part of it could perhaps be changes in breed distributions. Uh, Having said that, there's no particular scientific evidence that one breed over another is more likely to bite. And I think that what that really points to is we have to remember that all dogs can bite, no matter what the breed. The breed is a bit of a, of a red herring. What's actually really important is the genetics of that individual dog, as well as obviously there being the environmental um, components to what the animal has learned and what they've been exposed to. We have read quite a few suggestions that the pandemic has played a significant role in explaining the sort of rise in dog attacks. Why do you think that is? And do you think there's any credibility there? We are seeing quite a lot of pandemic puppies with with problems, but that's likely because they are hitting that adolescence two to three, possibly even four years old stage where they do present for behavioural problems. So that might be clouding our judgment slightly. Having said that, I knew a lot of people who wanted to get a dog during the pandemic. And they were often people that had really wanted a dog for a a number of years. The difficulty was it was very difficult to A, find a very good bred puppy during the pandemic and B, to then socialise that well. So the very good breeders were not breeding during the pandemic because they knew this was a terrible time to be bringing puppies into the world because you wouldn't be able to socialise them. So that meant the only breeders were potentially not very good breeders who were breeding from uh, puppy farms and perhaps hiding that these dogs were coming from puppy farms because there was such a demand for dogs. And we know that those dogs that were raised in puppy farm environments, not necessarily the parents have got great genetics for temperament, but also these are very um, barren and poor environments. And those first few weeks of the puppy's life are really important for letting them know what is normal in life, what is to be expected, what not to be frightened of. So those puppies, when they then grew older, often were, were really quite fearful of the world. Carrie, NHS stats have revealed that some areas fare much worse than others for dog attacks. Merseyside, for example, where you're part of the Merseyside Dog Safety Partnership, you're 10 times more likely to be attacked by a dog there. It's been dubbed in the press as a dangerous dog capital. What's actually going on? 
So in Merseyside, we uh, likely have lots more dogs than in other areas because we know that um, areas with higher deprivation, i.e. lower socioeconomic status households, have uh, higher rates of dog ownership. They've also got high rates of dog bites. But it's not just dog bites. They have higher rates of injuries in general. So social deprivation is associated with all levels of injury. Carrie, why are some dogs considerably more dangerous or aggressive than others? I mean, take the American XL bully, which we know has been responsible for half of all fatal dog attacks in the last three years. The scientific evidence doesn't show that any breed is any more likely than others to have aggressive behaviour. The XL bully is a very large, muscular bull breed dog. There are other very large muscular, powerful dogs that that also feature highly on the fatalities. That is not to say they are more aggressive, but they are more likely to do a lot of damage if they do bite. Mm. Small dogs do feature on the fatality lists, especially if it is, say, for example, a very young child uh, or someone who's very vulnerable. But when a very large, powerful dog bites you, even by accident, it can cause a lot of damage. I wonder if you can explain the appeal of those sort of big muscular dogs that to me, I, you know, I find them pretty scary, but obviously lots of people do find them appealing and they seem to be particularly popular in Merseyside as far as we can see from the stats. Can you explain why to an undog person like me? This is a really interesting one in that the, these large breeds, and particularly the XL bully, didn't uh, exist really until a few years ago. But they really do seem to have replaced the Pitbull Terrier, the Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Is there like a specific kind of image attached to them? Are they a status dog to have? That was certainly the case with the other bull breeds that used to be popular. But it's not just the large ones. Looking at the data that we have at the moment for uh, child dog bites in in a hospital in Merseyside at Older Hay, the most common breed causing that is the French Bulldog. So that's a very much smaller dog. And that uh, is very popular across Merseyside. And 10 years ago, that wasn't the most popular across Merseyside. It was the Staffordshire Bull Terrier. So we see changes in these uh, popularities of different breeds. Carrie, from everything you say, it's not a specific kind of breed of dog that is more generally inclined to be aggressive or violent, which suggests that there's something perhaps about the parenting. And I wonder if you could tell me what skills and commitment someone needs to be a responsible dog owner. What does it take? This is really important. The genetics, the temperament of the dog that you are getting is is the first thing that you need to think about. I hear all the time, it's not the dog, it's the owner. That's not true. You have to start with something good. Um, So it's very important to really do your research as to the right breed for you and then which breeder of that breed that you are going to to use and then the temperament of the, the parents. It's really important to see the parents of the puppy. And if you're just going online and looking at an advert, the pictures might look great, but that can fool people. So really do your research and get to know the breeder. Then that breeder needs to be really socialising the dog. So a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to let my dog have a litter of puppies. This is going to make me some money. It'll be really nice for the children. But what they don't realise is the work that has to go into socialising those puppies and and training them from a very young age, from the moment that they are born, into becoming well-adjusted individuals. And then you need to go to training classes. 
because your dog needs to learn how to respond to you when there's lots of distractions around. Simon Osborne, you're a features writer and you've written at length about our national obsession with dogs and you've followed cases of dog attacks. Can you tell me, first of all, if owners are legally responsible if their dogs bite someone? Yeah, they definitely are. And that's probably a case of people not being fully aware of what they're getting involved with with when when they get a dog. I spoke to this guy who is known as the dog bite solicitor. Um, he works at a firm of solicitors in Taunton, a guy called James McNally. And he is basically, that's all he does now. And, and it started in the pandemic because suddenly his inbox was filled with in- inquiries. He used to get a couple of a week and then it was five a day and that hasn't let off. And a lot of the inquiries he gets are for people who have been bitten, you know, while working. So there's a big problem with delivery drivers and, and uh, postmen and women and couriers as well as joggers children or the parents of children who are visiting friends or relatives and they tend to get bitten in the face he said and in all of these cases when a victim of a dog bite wants to seek compensation they can go to a solicitor and then that solicitor can ordinarily sue the insurance company for the owner's dog and in one case this guy the dog bite solicitor got a £3,000 payout for an Amazon delivery driver who got bitten. But what he told me last week is that there's a growing problem with people not getting insurance for their dogs, not feeling as if they need it. And in that case, it's harder because you don't have an insurance company who can pay out the money owed to a victim. But he says that you're still liable as the owner um, and in the very serious cases, that could involve, you know, a prison sentence. Well, I was going to say, like, what are the legal ramifications for the dog owner? Because obviously, you know, if you bit me in the face, there would probably be criminal consequences for you. But what happens to the owner of a dog who just lunges at someone? Yeah, well, depending on the severity of the attack and the injury, they they are liable to be sued or or prosecuted for failing to control their dog. This solicitor said that what he often does in cases now where there isn't an insurance company, he'll do things like a land registry search to see if the owner of the dog has a property and that's potentially an asset he can pursue for a claim. Or there's something called an attachment of earnings order where through the courts you can basically get money from a dog owner's wages. He said generally the payout's by taking that route, are less than they would be when there is an insurance firm that you can sue effectively. But he is very adamant it would be easier for him just to do insurance cases, but he doesn't want dog owners effectively to be rewarded for being irresponsible by not getting their own dogs insured. Fatalities also occurred in other parts of the country. It is clear but the Dangerous Dogs Act is woefully inadequate. The government has commissioned studies. It has debated the subject at length, but it has done nothing. My question is, when will the government take action on the issue of dangerous dogs? Simon, last month, a group of MPs tabled an early-day motion stating that the Dangerous Dog Act 1991 
was not fit for purpose, and saying that the cost to the NHS of dog bites has been calculated at £777 million a year. What new laws are they calling for? Well, I think there's a call for kind of legislation, but also, you know, just better practice and guidance to cover all aspects of dog ownership, really, including, you know, the beginning of the journey for an owner, which is buying the dog. And the other big thing we've seen in recent years is the rise of, you know, online listings for dogs, puppies that you just pick up at a service station and maybe they've been imported in a truck in horrible conditions from countries in Eastern Europe where there's a big trade in this. There's been a lot of calls for licensing for dog owners so that, you know, you you effectively have to in some way sort of prove yourself to be a responsible owner and and apply as, as such. Improvements in kind of microchipping, which is very widespread, but still not universal. That's another thing that people want. Better guidance on training. You know, it's expensive to buy training for your dog or to get a dog trainer, but there are a lot of calls for at least there to be a better awareness of what you can do. Simon, you've now done quite a bit of reporting on dogs. What can you tell me about how things have changed in recent years when it comes to dog ownership and dog owning culture? Well, yeah, I think our relationship with animals and especially with pets is very different. You know, a long time ago, dogs were sort of working animals and then gradually we brought them further and further into the home, but also into the kind of family dynamic to the extent that for a lot of families, dogs are seen as members of the family rather than a pet who, you know, we might have a house for outside a dog house. We might leave in the house during the day with the radio on. We dress them in clothes and push them in buggies. And and I think we've lost that slight sort of intra-species distance, which is perhaps healthier. I think there should be a bit more of a line between uh, humans and animals in the house, not least when there is this potential, regardless of breed, for animals to get stressed and bite. Coming up, what can be done to stop so many people getting bitten by dogs? We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Today in Focus is supported by BetterHelp. Here's a question. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? Watch TV? Read a book? Meet up with a friend? Maybe a little nap? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But for what? Perhaps to best answer that, you need to work out what's truly important to you, then make that a priority. Therapy can help you work out what's most important to you. 
It isn't just for those who've unfortunately experienced trauma in their lives. Therapy can be helpful for learning positive coping skills and for setting boundaries. It can empower you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash todayinfocus today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash todayinfocus. Carrie, we've just heard about the MPs calling for an overhaul of the 1991 Dangerous Dogs Act, which you know could include the introduction of dog licences. What do you make of that? The licensing issue is an interesting one. Quite a lot of people are calling for uh, licensing. Part of the problem is, is how that would be funded. Uh, it would be very expensive to run. So we do need to think about that. Um, it would be great if um, that could help fund more community training projects, for example, classes for people to go to. I personally uh, would like a licensing system. What I don't want is that that means that dog ownership becomes exclusive and can only be for the rich because everybody needs to be able to benefit from owning a dog. But there needs to be a way of better regulating what is going on, in particular in terms of breeding those animals and who's allowed to breed and where you can then go to get a dog from that you know that there is a, a certain standard that this, this dog has been given by the time it's given to you that you can then work forward with. But as a responsible owner that has the required knowledge through a licensing scheme. The Dangerous Dog Act 1991 banned people in the UK from owning certain breeds, but we're now seeing attacks from breeds that aren't on that list, like the American Bully XL. Carrie, would adding new breeds to the ban list work? No, because we banned pit bulls and then we ended up with the, the XL Bullies and American Bulldogs. These breeds will be owned. Uh, what we have to make sure that we can really control is breeding. We need to make sure that breeding only occurs in a very well-regulated way. Currently, you should be licensed in order to breed, but there's a lot of illegal breeding going on. We also need to increase the ability and resources for local authorities and police to be able to do something about dog-related incidents. So quite often, somebody will have noticed something about a dog that is worrying about them. A dog is acting aggressively uh, or they don't think that dog is being cared for in a suitable way or there's lots of dogs uh, in, a, in a household, crowded in a small household and, and those needs can't be being met. And therefore, something needs to be done. Someone needs to step in at that point before we've reached the point where a serious incident occurs. And currently, there is no uh, real legal remit to do anything about that. Well, Carrie, what's the one thing that we all get wrong about dogs, or most people get wrong about dogs? What do you wish more people knew? Falling into the trap of uh, my dog wouldn't hurt anyone and it would never happen to me. And that's what everybody thinks. 
even when a dog has reacted aggressively in the past, they think this time he's not going to do it. But most bites, when they happen, are not from known aggressive dogs. They are dogs that this is the first time they've ever done anything like this. And we lull ourselves into a false sense of security. There's no such thing as a safe breed. All dogs can bite and will bite if pushed. So when I was a young baby, I was born into a house that had dogs. We had two Jack Russell Terriers at the time. And unfortunately, one of them did actually bite me on the forehead when I was a very young child. My mum dashed upstairs to get a nappy, dashed back downstairs. And during that time, we don't know what happened uh, exactly, uh, but I probably crawled over to one of the dogs and he managed to nip me on the head. It just takes a second. There are children turning up to hospital every day with serious dog bites because people just thought, my dog wouldn't do that, it wouldn't happen to me, my dog would never bite anyone. And that's just simply not true. That was Annie Foreman, Carrie Westgarth and Simon Osborne. My thanks to all of them. To read Simon's dogged reporting on pets and more, head to theguardian.com forward slash profile forward slash Simon hyphen Osborne. And that's it for today. I'm Nasheen Iqbal. This episode is produced by Alex Atak. Sound design is by Solomon King. The executive producer was Huma Khalili. Join us again tomorrow. This is The Guardian. We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.